If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome to Haken, an Animal Crossing podcast, your podcast dedicated to all things Animal Crossing. This episode is brought to you by Shiny Nya, one of our newest Patreon patrons. Today, Sergio and I have a very special guest all the way from the UK, our first international guest. He runs the website JapaneseNintendo.com, as well as the Twitter with the same handle. His name is Brian Cooper, and he may be the biggest Pocket Camp fan and Toad fan around. We're excited to discuss all things Animal Crossing and get to know him. So to begin, hello Brian, hello Sergio, how are you both doing? Hi there, I'm good, thank you. How did you guess I was from the UK? Um, I think you let me know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I thought it was my British accent. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, no, that gave it away. Uh, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess let's... I like to start um, by essentially getting a background on your history with Animal Crossing. So, if you could tell us, like... What game you played first, how you got into the series, and, you know, just what you like about the game in general. Well, I, I first saw the series in a magazine. I used to collect uh, so many video game magazines. I must have had thousands over the years. And uh, it was it was before, uh, it was around the start of the internet, but you didn't get uh, very good Japanese news uh, during the first few years of the internet in the late 90s and the early 2000s. And Animal Crossing, the, the, the English name for it, it was known as Animal Forest. And I was just so excited. Uh, and I had a Japanese Nintendo 64, but I never bought it then. And I finally waited uh, before it was localized. But being British, I had to wait until 2004 to actually oh. play it, oh. which is kind of a three-year gap. And at the time, Britain was, uh, we had a lot of waits for a lot of games. Right, right. It's so annoying. So that was the first one I played. Completely love it. I love, I love all the, the characters in it. I love animals. Anyway, I'm a big animal lover. Mm. And... I love the free-form element of the gameplay. I just love the, the fact that its pointlessness is the point of it. And it just feels <laughs> like, it's almost like video game zen, that I can actually relax, nobody's going to kill me. The only thing that I've ever been annoyed at is Mystery Setter, you know, when you've you've had a power cut and you, you turn it back on and, oh, He's so ang I'm so angry with him, but that's the only time I've ever been upset with a game. I just completely adore the whole series. <laughs> yeah, and he does, he talks your ear off for an hour or so. It feels like oh an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, don't, don't. And I get so wound up. Even now I'm feeling angry inside thinking of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I have to ask. So you collected a lot of magazines. I remember seeing... Um, 
kind of the first English advertisement for, like you said, Animal Forest at the time. Um, I guess, did you have a magazine with that, like, kind of first clipping where it had, um, I, I guess Tom Nook was listed as Raccoon, and then you had Pete listed as um, Pelican, I guess? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, it would have been, I think, the British magazine was n64 magazine which was the follow-on from superplay i'm not sure if you heard of superplay but it was uh it was really a revolutionary uh, video game magazine during the 16-bit era so i think it was an n64 magazine where i actually uh, saw it for the first time <laughs> yeah yeah because i think a lot of people don't realize the game had its starts on n64 in japan and right. it wasn't till you know it got ported to Japan onto the GameCube, and then after that, North America received it, and then from there it moved on to the other regions. It's really unfortunate that you had to wait till two thousand and four to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was bad news. Yeah, and we I, never got Super Super Mario RPG. That's still waiting for the SNES release of that. It was. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so many people here are always complaining about Mother Three. They really want to see Mother 3 get localized, but I I don't know. I guess I didn't even know that Super Mario RPG wasn't over there. No, we uh, we were treated harsh, and we had games uh, running at a different speed, a, a slower speed than you right. had in the U.S. and in Japan. <laughs> so we were dealt a bad hand for, you know, <laughs> one of the reasons why I became a fan of Japanese games. I could play games first. I could play games that never came over to the U.K., and I could play games in the, at their intended speed. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, so speaking about uh, your background in Japanese, um, you do run the website, JapaneseNintendo.com. Um, and I guess, yeah, I wanted to know a little bit about that. Like, when did you start it? Um, what's the goal behind it? Um, I guess you uh, you must speak Japanese, right? I, I just want to know everything <laughs> about it. <laughs> my my Japanese is atrocious. <laughs> uh, but I do, I do have people that help me with uh, translations when I need them. So, you know, it's all good there. So I began the website in uh, January 2003. And uh, at the time I had a Japanese 3DS and I bought uh, I bought Animal Crossing New Leaf on the minute it was released in Japan on the eShop. And I became just so addicted to it that I decided to uh, start my own blog, uh, mainly from Animal Crossing New Leaf. And in 2013, it then saw the release in Japan of Tomodachi Collection New Life, which if you look back at my blog's history, I was the biggest fan of uh, <laughs> the original release. And so I, I became, uh, I expanded in, I think, 2014. Did I say 2003? I meant 2013. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, sorry, two, um, I'm getting mixed up here. And then I became more of a news blog, I think, 2014 and 15. And then I bought the domain name JapaneseNintendo.com because initially I was uh, Japanese3DS.com. Oh. And I started covering Wii U, uh, mobile, and then uh, the NX, which obviously became the Switch. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. It's, um, it's always fun to hear about when people started things and it's pretty cool to hear that you've had such a deep i guess history with um just news in general 
Um, I, I forget when I caught on to your Twitter, because that's mostly what I follow. Um, you do a great job of covering a lot of information th from Japan that I feel like nobody else really puts out there. Um, and I guess, do you get your inspiration from those previous, I guess, magazines that you grew up collecting? I I think absolutely. Uh, the 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 best English magazines in the nineties uh, were Superplay, which I mentioned earlier, which was uh, it covered a lot of Japanese games, and then there was the uh, the epitome of magazines. It was Mean Machines. Mean Machines. I think it began in nineteen ninety. It was phenomenal, and the editor of Mean Machines is uh, Julian Rignall who's, I think he runs US Gamer today. Oh, wow. So I, I definitely had that, uh, definitely inspired by both of those magazines. And I was also inspired by, uh, obviously, playing uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf. But there was, I, re I don't know if you remember, an old website called The Magic Box. I really used, yeah, I, I really used to enjoy that. They had daily updates, which I obviously got the inspiration from for, for my blog. And they used to post uh, for Mipsy Most Wanted, and I. That doesn't mean anything, but it's just the the fanboy in me just loves to see what the Japanese bands want to play, mm. and obviously Animal Crossing is the number one Switch game now that Japanese fans want to play. So I, I just find that also exciting. Yeah, I would be lying if I didn't say that I literally fist uh, threw my fist into the air when I saw that just Japanese fans are looking forward to Animal Crossing as much as we are. <laughs> right, um, right. Because, uh, I don't know, I feel like that's a huge franchise in Japan, obviously. And I feel like it's still, uh, I guess, a series that I'm surprised people don't... Uh, uh, they just don't understand like how big it actually is. Um, mm -hmm. The Absolutely. community is huge. Absolutely. The sales are always huge for these games. Um, at least the handheld titles. Um, when you compare, I guess, GameCube and the Wii, um, they didn't sell quite as well as the DS or 3DS, but I think the Switch is going to be a great home for it because it captures kind of that, I guess, home console feel that I grew up with. I played the first game um, as my first Animal Crossing game as well, so I've always loved the series and a home console version, but the handheld version is clearly where people gravitate to this game. Um, so speaking of handheld versions, we've gotten the mobile game Pocket Camp. And so from my understanding, I think you probably pay, play Pocket Camp more than anybody else in the world. <laughs> Actually, I, I don't believe I do because I'm my, uh, you know, you can allowed to have 100 friends. I'm friends with a lot of people from Japan there and they must, a lot of them put in so much money. They have <laughs> Every time oh. there's new leaf tickets for new terrains, they have everything. And I mean, I I must have paid about uh, about fifty dollars or so. Uh, <laughs> but um, but to have everything in the game, you would need to spend literally hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And I'm sure that a lot of the, the Japanese people I follow or am friends with on there have done that. And that's something that I I just cannot afford to do. <laughs> yeah, that I think that's the toughest part with, um, I guess, mobile games in general. They all adopt that microtransaction system. 
And, you know, the games are typically free and they have to make money somehow. So it's the give and take nature of the game. Um, But I did want to ask some questions about, um, I guess, your experience with Pocket Camp. And uh, let's start from the beginning. How, I guess, how did you feel when the game was first announced um, versus, you know, it was announced long before it was revealed, and so, I guess, did you have expectations that were different than the game um, ended up being? Well, it's hard to say, because I didn't expect, uh, like, the the mainline version of the game. I didn't expect anything like Wild World or New Leaf. Mm. So I knew it was going to be uh, some kind of streamlined approach. Uh, much like Fire Emblem Heroes is not, like, a full Fire Emblem game. But um, I, I, I guess I, I'm, I was, I was kind of disappointed that uh, to start off with that it didn't make such a strong impression on people, and I think that's something Nintendo have struggled to try and uh, get back since. But for my enjoyment, I'm, I'm completely in love with it because I accept that it's not like a mainline game, but it's convenient to play on my iPhone or my iPad. It's just so and in, I can do it. I often write in blog posts with one hand, typing with one finger, and then <laughs> playing with the other finger on the other hand. I'm, I do that literally all the time. So, and I couldn't do I couldn't do that with a switch, for example. So right, right. I, I, I do enjoy I do enjoy those aspects of it. So I guess with that, um, how often are you logging into the game? Um, because I'd say I log in. Probably on when there's not an event going on once or twice, and then during the events, I of course play a lot more. And I think Sergio, how long are you playing? I I log in when there's something new, KK Slider related to get, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I I set my alarm every morning for uh, well in the UK it's uh, six a.m. when the new login bonus starts. Oh, so yeah. I I. Mm-hmm. I set my alarm for five to six, and then literally it's for every waking moment of the day, it's every three hours I deal with my campers and see what they want. And <laughs> that has only been a few days when I haven't done it every day. That's after there's been like some intense event and I'm just, like, I'm a little bit tired of it. Like the gardening events, I don't enjoy that much. So <laughs> after a gardening event, finishes I kind of unwind and maybe just log in three or four times a day as opposed to seven or eight (laughs) yeah I know Sergio is not the biggest fan of the gardening events (laughs) (laughs) um so that made I guess that made me realize I always wondered what time other parts of the world reset their clock or at least the new day begins because I imagine it'd be pretty strange where in some regions, it would happen in the middle of the day for them. Right. Yeah, um, Japan, it's, uh, I think it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's kind of surprising because here in the States, it's very close to midnight. Um, mm-hmm. In some cases, in some time zones here, you are right at midnight. It'll change. Um, for mine, it's typically 10 p.m. or 11 p.m., depending on daylight savings. Um so, yeah, that's pretty fun to think about. Um, and also, I guess, I don't know, I kind of like having the structure pretty close. And it seems odd that it would be, 
I guess, closer in the U.S. versus, I would imagine it would have been, I guess, more Japan-focused. Um, the yeah, times. that's a good point. Right. Yeah, so um, I guess, let me see what other things I had for you on Pocket Camp. Um, so do you usually play mobile games, or is Pocket Camp kind of an exception for you? Well, I I have had an iPhone since, uh, I think, the second iPhone. And initially I bought all the Square Enix games because I'm a bit of a fan of Square Enix. I don't like their console games on iPhone because I prefer to play a game intended for controls, with controls. Mm. But I think that I think the games are like Crystal Defenders, and I can't remember the names of them all because they've been deleted years ago. I'm a big fan of the Battle Cats. Oh yeah. But now, but now since I've got the 3DS and the Switch versions, I don't I don't play it anymore. Mm. And uh, in 2016, I was. I was a huge Mitomo fan, so I literally have put in hundreds of hours of that. And then Pokemon Go, uh, for the first year, I don't play it at all anymore. And I must have put in over 100 hours into Fire Emblem Heroes, but I don't have the time for that anymore. But I I don't play many other mobile games at all today. It's literally just Animal Crossing Pocket Camp right now. Yeah, and I guess um, what kind of draws you to Pocket Camp at this point? Well, I, I find it the the, access, the accessibility of it. It's really easy to pick up and play. Uh, so I can. So I'm a. I'm an Animal Crossing addict. So I need my feed somehow. <laughs> but I I just find uh, in 2018 I've been I ha- was so worn down from uh, my physical job and then doing my blog work because I blog several nights a week as well as doing the day shift on my blog and the physical job so I, I'm too tired for games and this it doesn't require much effort so I can kind of play it whilst half asleep and I often am half asleep because I'm just <laughs> moving and I sometimes I wake up and I switch my phone on and there's a little, just this little uh, camper like rolled or whatever just waiting to be given his items and I thought oh my <laughs> god I, <laughs> I fell asleep mid giving him an item <laughs> So with that in mind, I guess what features of Pocket Camp do you like? And um, I have a follow-up question for that. But for now, what features of Pocket Camp do you like? Uh, well, what do I like about it? It's kind of, it's, it's kind of just my... It just feels like Animal Crossing to me. So it's just everything that I like about Animal Crossing. I know it's not a full game a full experience but i just like wandering around just not having to worry about enemies and just giving things to animals and they make you feel good you know they're always <laughs> so thankful bri bri thank you for this item and it's just because i remember uh, the, the the switch game happy birthdays i played the demo of that and the the on-screen avatar they're putting you down at all times and i thought i don't want this you know i want to play video games for escapism and so Animal Crossing Pocket Camp is escapism because there's all these characters making you feel good about yourself. And I I just love that. (laughs) Yeah, that's really nice. Um, And then I guess what, uh, based on like the features of Pocket Camp, are there any you'd like to see crossover into the Switch title? That is really interesting because I uh, I view things from a personal standpoint and from a business standpoint. And from a business standpoint, 
I think Nintendo have got a very difficult task to get players to carry on playing Animal Crossing Pocket Camp and Switch version of Animal Crossing. So the analyst, Dr. Serkin Toto, he was saying that that characters uh, slash campers and items will probably uh, cross over to the uh, to the Switch version, but I think we need more than that for it to work. Uh, I'm not sure how Nintendo are going to implement it. And the same thing with Fire Emblem. I think that's the reason why uh, the Fire Emblem Switch game wasn't released last year, because Fire Emblem Heroes is a great source of revenue for Nintendo. And the Fire Emblem Heroes players going to play Fire Emblem Heroes as much when the full Fire Emblem game comes out. I'm not sure. And I think Nintendo have real difficulty with Animal Crossing Pocket, uh, Animal Crossing the Switch version, because for people to keep playing Pocket Camp, because I'm not sure I'm going to keep on playing both. I mean, I'm not sure how I can, because it's a chore-based game, and I love doing those chores, but I don't want to do two lots of them. Right, right. Yeah, and that's pretty interesting. You bring up kind of making Pocket Camp. I guess I would think you would want to make it a unique experience from a mainline Animal Crossing game, which I feel it is, for the most part, a unique experience. But there are unique aspects to the game, such as specifically the campers and things you added. I know they're a new leaf, and it would make sense to have them in the next game and even see characters like the OK Motors crew um, join the the next title in some way. Um, but at the same time, like I feel maybe... And I haven't felt this way until just now, but I feel like maybe it wouldn't be a great idea to blend them too much just to keep as many players in both games versus just having them dedicated mm. to one, you know? Um, so that business perspective is something that I like to look at too. Um, like what is, because ultimately the goal is, of course, make more sales. Um, make more money right. for what right. you create. And then, so yeah, I guess I would just, and now I'm kind of wondering like, oh, are we getting campers? Because I really, really wanted campers to be kind of that mode of transportation between towns in the new game. Um, for example, like say you got a camper, you could go to usually the northern portion of your town and visit somebody else and you drive your camper over there and then they have a little parking lot or so where they can um, take a look at your camper while you're taking a look at your ta at their town. Um, yeah, because I feel like that kind of um, mechanic lends to the online experience in a way where when you visit somebody's town, it's a very kind of one-sided event for and it, that leans toward the person visiting like they're getting this whole new experience they're seeing a town they haven't seen before they're shopping in shops with different things essentially whereas the other player is like well welcome i'm gonna run around doing my thing <laughs> that i usually do um but and i would love something like that but it also would make sense to kind of keep it in pocket camp like keep that camper aesthetic in pocket camp um so uh yeah i guess i don't know um i felt like i had another pocket camp question for you oh you know what i just remembered it i don't know if you know this off the top of your head but i do remember being very impressed with the amount of characters that you have maxed out 
And so I was wondering if you happen to know how many you have maxed out to this day. Uh, I can find out. It's all all but five, but the all the the five that oh. I haven't, they're on level twenty four. So I, I can just give them. Uh, <laughs> I, I can just feed them, and you know they'd be up there. But yeah, so that's so that's one hundred and eighteen I have, and then it will be one hundred and twenty three this oh, wow. week sometime. Wow. So I guess with that, uh, like, that essentially means you're maxed out level wise. What is the max level? I think it's, uh, I'd have to, I'd have to log onto my game because I, I really don't have a good memory. Let me find. (laughs) That's amazing. I think I've maxed out, you know, zero, to be honest with you. (laughs) Um, but they were maxed out back when 20 was the cap. And then after that, I've right, right. not tried. And <laughs> um, that lets us know that we, we are at 123 villagers out of... How many regular villagers are there? I'm guessing over 400. And I'm, I'm waiting for Hazel. <laughs> I think... You're the ne- Sorry, the next three that are going to arrive are Hans, Puck, and Sky. Ooh. They should be arriving uh, within the next week or two. Oh, wow. So, yeah, uh, as far as how many villagers there are in the game, I want to say they're around 500. Um, and that's... Oh, right. Yeah, With that's the new in, ones, too. Yeah, that's... Um, well, there's four... Uh, there's a little bit less than 400 within New Leaf. Um, actually, that might be over 400 with the Welcome Amiibo added. Um, but there are still around 60 to 70 characters that were never added from the first game. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd say we're probably around 500. So Pocket Camp has gotten about a fifth of the villagers at this point. Right, exactly. <laughs> Not many. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's still a lot compared to what it started with. Was that around 40 at the beginning? Uh, I think about around 36, 40, not not too many. But actually, didn't it start with less than that? I'm not, it was around 30 to 40. It wasn't, it wasn't all that many. But I thought that was a good thing in a way, because then you kind of uh, knew all the characters and you got to know them. But now it's, I kind of struggle with some of the names still when I've, you know, serious veteran (laughs) and really... Struggle remembering. Yeah, I recently um, just finished maxing out every single amenity in the game. Um, that had been my goal for a very long time. And the last thing I had to do was one of the historic... Well, I just needed historic essences for whatever I needed to build. But I'll, I have a lot of historic uh, villagers, of course, in my campsite. And, I, you know, the little picture pops up with whoever has some sort of request, whoever you can talk to. Yeah. And I look at them, and I still have trouble naming all of them, and they've lived <laughs> with me, so it's pretty tough. <laughs> but it's not, it's not like Pokemon, where every player gets to see every Pokemon. Because, for example, when I fell in love with Wild World, I only ever had, like, 20 people ever. There, so you will remember the name of those twenty, and you know you don't see all, you know, several hundred at all. So I, I'm not sure how many Animal Crossing fans will be able to name every Animal Crossing character. I bet it's uh, less than one percent. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then you run into, well, what I've run into a lot since starting this podcast is we meet people from different regions and they have different names for all the characters in their region. And yeah, it's really not possible to keep up with it. (laughs) No, not at all. So I remember you held a little competition about a Toad-themed website. Um, Did you have any updates on how that was going? Well, it's still happening. Uh, So I just wrote a 400-word profile on Toad, and I'm (laughs) going to get some exclusive artwork drawn, and it will arrive in 2019. I was hoping for it to be uh, on the anniversary of my website on January the 5th or 6th, I forget. But it... I've no time scale, but it apart from 2019, it is happening. Nice, cool. And then I guess just so everybody knows, like what is kind of the purpose of the website, the goal, um, or I guess what what is an overview of this project? So it's just going to be about fun. So my main my main blog was really fun back in 2013. Clear was little news, and I just played and posted about Tomodachi collection all the time. And now it's just really time consuming as I do between one and three night shifts a week on top of seven days blogging and just blogging news is a killer. So I wanted to bring the fun side back. So it's not going to be in depth like uh, Cerebi is to Pokemon, but it's just gonna feature profiles of all the toads and all new artwork. And it will be expanded years to come, but it's it's a long-term fun thing. It's not. It's not meant to be uh, anything serious or in depth. <laughs> I think that's great. I know. Um, I work full time right now. Sergio works full time, and I know Sergio. Your sleep schedule. I worry about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's tough to really fit in those things that you need to do just for that you know, your daily survival, your daily needs, and then also do everything else that is just for you, you know? Um, And I think that's one of the things that's very special about Animal Crossing. Um, I made a video that I posted yesterday, and it was about not time traveling in Animal Crossing, or why I'm choosing not to time travel. Um, One, because I would probably play the game way too much if I did time travel. (laughs) Um... I I didn't mention that, but it is a fear. (laughs) Uh, But two is, I think it's nice to have something to go to every day that is just for you, that is just like, this is your chance to relax and not really worry about all of the other things you're always worrying about. (laughs) And so, I don't know, I think it adds to the relaxation, um, a game like Animal Crossing, and it just lets you live a life that is of course a dream but a very very sweet dream while you're doing it (laughs) exactly um so we have some miscellaneous questions i think sergio you wrote a lot of these out um if you want to go through them sure so we wanted to ask you who is your favorite villager and also special character the the ones that are not really considered villagers that are special characters basically the first the first part is an easy question. So that's Chrissy. I just adore Chrissy so much. <laughs> so she's always livens up my day. And I just love her styling, you know, this pink bunny with this all Achilles T-shirt. It's just, right. oh, my God, she looks so good. So my non-villager, this is like a boring answer, but it's probably Isabel. Sorry, it's a standard <laughs> answer. But I, I, I think she's one of the greatest uh, 
the greatest characters uh, introduced this decade. She's just amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, she's she's setting she's setting a new path, like a new like a refresher for Animal Crossing, and now everyone relates her to the series, and everyone relates the series to her also. So she's she's definitely had a, a great impact. So next question: What was your favorite Animal Crossing game to date? Uh, that's hard to answer because uh, so the GameCube, the the DS, and the 3DS entries, I love them all equally, and I've put in literally hundreds of hours of all three. So I didn't play the Wii entry much at all. I mean, I I didn't enjoy uh, the Wii console that much. I didn't play it all that much. Uh, but I played Mario Kart Wii to death. But I I still played the handheld uh, version of of Animal Crossing when I had a Wii. So I didn't I didn't uh, feel the need to really play it. And I now have the Nintendo 64 version, but I haven't really put any time into it yet because I I don't have spare time unfortunately. Oh. That's nice, though. So when is your favorite time of the year to play Animal Crossing? Like, do you find yourself playing more during the winter or maybe spring or another season? Well, this is like a boring answer again. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but I don't really have one. So I'm. So my my favorite times to play, uh, I love the opening scenes and the first parts of the discovery. And my birthday is always the favorite time. And I always go back to New Leaf on my birthday because I don't play New Leaf much anymore chrissy always throws a party for me but seasonally it it depends whenever i buy the game and then for the first six months or so i'm um, just play it for five six seven hours a day so it's it's basically whatever season it launches and then the next two seasons after that right right <laughs> cool and so we're also wondering how, how do you feel about the the other spin-offs? So you know we, we you love Pocket Camp definitely. How yeah. do you feel about Happy Home Designer and especially Amiibo Festival? <laughs> well, I loved Happy Home Designer as a spin-off. Uh, I loved being able to design and decorate for the likes of Chrissy and Goldie. So I I thought that was a great positive, and I loved the graphics in it as well, it, and the the screenshot uh, capabilities. I thought it was fa uh, fantastic. But I never did like Amiibo Festival, and I, I felt it should have been a free download code with an Amiibo purchase, not uh, a full price. I mean, I, I think it's shocking value. I think it's, uh, I, 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 no, I, I, I can't think of anything really positive. So I, I think the graphics are good actually, and it's nice uh, yeah. seeing Isabel on, you know, on the, in HD. But for the first time, I think it was. But no, I, I didn't care for the game at all. And I just wish it wasn't uh, a paid title. Because at the yeah. time, N Nintendo were experimenting a lot with uh, uh, free games. Uh, wasn't there the Amiibo game for 3DS that you could download? I can't remember what it was called now. Uh, but but they never... they they didn't implement that here and I, I thought it was a, a big mistake by Nintendo and and it, the game didn't sell very well and unfortunately the Amiibo sold particularly well but the good part about that is it allowed me to complete my collection for fairly cheap oh <laughs> yeah I, right. I remember that Amiibo I think it was the Mario versus Donkey Kong um that's right yeah yeah mm. I think so yeah I played a, probably a couple levels of that and then I I don't know. I just never kept going. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so I guess I, I can take a question here. Um, can you tell us a bit about your Twitter account or social media? Do you have like any goals with social media slash your website? Um, I guess, are you doing it mostly as a hobby? Right. It's, it's purely as a hobby because I'm so bad at business, but I'd love to be able to make money one day through my website. I opened up uh, a coffee, Kofi, whatever, however you pronounce it, page, but I never even publicize it. And I haven't even opened up a Patreon yet. And then maybe one day. So it, it has been approached purely as a hobby, but it's a very time consuming hobby and it's not always <laughs> fun, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it is a very time consuming hobby. Anybody who gets into it, uh, I think you learn pretty quickly how much work it starts to be. <laughs> mm. I advise anybody to just do a review website and get free games and have time to play them and review them. Um, don't do news. It's just too much news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, that's a good goal for a lot of people. Um, fund their hobby in some way. And uh, yeah, I think that's a great way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so let's talk about Animal Crossing Switch because all we really know at this point is that Tom Nook is hard at work on this game um, <laughs> as the lead developer, of course, and it is coming sometime in 2019. So I want to start with that beginning, uh, I guess, just the announcement to the game. What was your reaction to Animal Crossing Switch being announced? Right. So I... Every direct last year, I think the year before, I was hoping it would be announced. And I really thought this was going to be it. Uh, so I don't really watch reaction videos. But if there was one for me during that announcement, it would have been epic. So it was such a classic reveal from Nintendo because I thought the announcement was going to be an Animal Crossing for Switch. Then I realized it was Isabel for Smash. And I was really happy for her because she's so deserving to be in. But I felt a little deflated. And it was just classic storytelling because after they tempted me and built me up and then they took it away and they just then delivered and it meant so much more. It was one of the best video game announcements ever. It was just <laughs> unbelievable. And yeah, I I was just screaming <laughs> how happy I was. That I wouldn't have been... The only thing that would rival this is if... Uh, Toad was announced for Smash Brothers. That's the only <laughs> thing that would, I think, compete with a new Animal Crossing a title. <laughs> well, you got pretty close. I mean, you got Isabel in Smash, which I, I think we felt a lot of the same emotions um, where we are so happy for her, but it is not quite the yeah. news that we wanted. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I, I really... I, I do think a lot of people underestimate the importance of Isabel because I've been following Japanese gaming for a while and I I even buy uh, non-gaming magazines but they cover games and I buy, uh, it, they don't, there hasn't been an issue for over half a year but I buy this Japanese magazine called Pico Puri and they always have their readers vote for who is their favorite video game character and Isabel she has been number one since the first issue of the magazine. She's so she oh, wow. she. I mean, the, the girl. Uh, a lot of girl gamers. Uh, I hate using the word girl gamer. That it shouldn't matter who you are. But a lot of younger female gamers in Japan, they don't uh, associate with Peach. 
like you would assume they would. It's Isabel. So Isabel is the number one character for her. So she's so important. And not only is she important for video game fans and for female players, but also for new players. And I think it's so important. So I'm, I was really pleased for her. And I think a lot of people underestimated uh, how how deserving she really is to be in uh, Super Smash Bros. Yeah, and I'm really glad you brought that up, um, mostly because last, uh, I guess a couple episodes now, we kind of, we did a New Year's special, and we made kind of a, uh, a fun category where we gave awards that were Animal Crossing related, um, and okay. one of them was, I guess, Special Character of the Year, and both of us were between Isabel and Tom Nook, Um Tom Nook, obviously, for all of the work that he's putting into this next game. <laughs> and Isabel, I, I gave this award for myself to Isabel. And it's really because, like you said, like she is a very important character. She's very big. She's very beloved by the fan base. And I think it's, um, there are a lot of, I guess, old school Animal Crossing players, I would call them, that are, you know, pretty tied to the first game. Um, I, I think you see it more with fans of the GameCube title who didn't really follow the series all the way through. And so when they think of the game, they're typically thinking of Tom Nook, K.K. Slider, Rossetti, you know, those characters that have been staples from the beginning. But it, 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 Isabel has just grown in popularity so quickly and she's doing big things to really bring a lot of people to the franchise. And so I felt like her position in Smash was well-deserved. I think she was the perfect character to choose um, from the Animal Crossing series. Yes. And Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and I've rewatched um, Parks and Rec recently, and I keep seeing her comparisons to Leslie Nope, and <laughs> those make me pretty happy. <laughs> um. So, I guess to move on a bit, um, there are some rumors that the game um, was releasing kind of early this year, um, but I, I guess I've never quite agreed with that. I, I still kind of think the game is going to be a holiday title, but I wanted your thoughts on when we could see a release date for Animal Crossing Switch. Right, I try not to overthink these things, and it drives me crazy just like you know it's like trying to answer the meaning of life and i don't really i don't really listen to so-called many insiders because if you believe them there would have been a nintendo direct last week there would have been two in november i so i think there's it depends on two things for nintendo a when the game is ready uh because who knows when it will be ready and b how nintendo want to space out their releases so I'm not sure uh, the the people who say that it won't be in uh, towards Christmas because they don't want it to uh, release the same time as Pokemon. Well, Pokemon and Smash Bros. were one month apart this year, or sorry, 2018. So the same could happen again here. I, I'm not sure when it will be, and I'm... I'm not going to just kill myself trying to work it out. <laughs> but hopefully sooner rather than later, because I just want to play it. Yeah, and I'd say for most of this time, I've put it very late in the year for myself. Part of it is to not get my hopes up, of course, for an earlier release date. Um, but for a long time, I was just saying, 
December 31st, 2019. That's when it's coming. <laughs> uh, the very last possible day of the year. Um, but that's just hoping that uh, you make a good point with it really depending on when the game is ready. And mm. Nintendo deciding that it's time to print, ship it out, get it onto, you know, the eShop so we can download. So it really depends on that. And I don't want to see it delayed, but it's always a possibility and it's scary and that would make my heart hurt. <laughs> but I, I do think a lot of people overlook the fact of when a game is ready. They just think, oh, they should launch a game here and then launch a game there. Well, the games often take years of development. You know, you can't, so you can't always pinpoint. So, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully this year, I think this year, <laughs> But who knows? <laughs> yeah, so you've played a lot of um, the Animal Crossing titles, correct? I'm assuming all yeah. of them at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, not much of the Wii and hardly any of the Nintendo 64, but yeah, the other, all the other games, yeah. Cool, so based on your experience with those previous games, I guess, are there any features that you would like to return from them? Well, I, I think the Happy Home happy home design elements i think they should be implemented but one thing i really want to see that i really 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 miss is from the gamecube era the nes games so i don't think we're going to get nes games now because of the nintendo switch online service but i think we should if we could get switch consoles and then maybe uh you know like the famicom uh, the nes remix games where you get single levels of games. I oh. think that would be such a brilliant inclusion. And we've we've seen a, a Switch in uh, Pocket Camp. I know it's not playable, but I think that would be great to have a Switch inside uh, inside the Animal Crossing Switch game. Be <laughs> that's what I really want. <laughs> you know, now that you say that, because I hadn't thought about this in a little while, I always kind of wrote off the NES games as returning, but. I, I mean, I pay for the online service. I'm on a family plan with my brother, my family, of course. Um, but we pay, it's the $34.99 US dollars here. Um, so we pay that. And, you know, we have relatively easy access to NES games now. I almost feel like it, it's almost like less damage to Nintendo to put NES titles back into Animal Crossing at this point, just because they're already so easily available with this new era of the Nintendo Switch Online service. Um, yeah, so I guess, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's, like, more possible now? I don't I don't think we'll see full games, because the full games are the, the used advertising online. But if... If they allowed uh, online subscribers to play the full games, I would play the full games within Animal Crossing, where right. I wouldn't, <laughs> where I wouldn't play them within the online app because I just, <laughs> I just don't find that so fun. But I, there's something about playing it as your villager inside Animal Crossing. It just makes it more appealing for me. Yeah, I'd say I played a lot more on the GameCube version of Animal Crossing than I have so far on this online service. So right, right. <laughs> I agree completely. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I bought a memory card on eBay back in 2004 with every NES game on it, and I just played them to death. <laughs> just... <laughs> um, so now let's look at this another way. Are there any features you don't want to return from previous Animal Crossing games? Right. Uh, 
I'm not so sure. I, I, uh, I'm not sure because everything that I don't want to return won't return. Like uh, holding a limited amount of items, of course, you're going to be allowed to hold a lot more. And I don't think there's room for Mr. Resetti to be there. I don't, as he was in the past. Um, what I don't want in a game, I don't want it to be uh, online only or reliant on online. I want there to be enough content for a solo player who doesn't want to use online features. And that's one thing I kind of fear with Nintendo now. Yeah, I guess I hadn't thought about that. I think just naturally, I feel like they couldn't make that work just with the handheld being such a main big, fun- uh, I guess, feature of the Switch and... You just can't have online all the time. And I feel like that kind of destroys the accessibility of the game. Um, So, yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So we talked about this a little on our last week's show, but it was DLC. And Nintendo, we've been seeing a lot more DLC out of them. We've seen it through games that never really got it before, like Zelda. Um, we saw a premium package for Splatoon 2 and, you know, of course, that big sto- extra story from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Do you think Nintendo is thinking of some way to bring some sort of premium DLC to Animal Crossing Switch? Right, I'd never thought about that until recently. But if there is, I hope it's ethical and it's not gacha. But I think DLC is inevitable, uh, because Nintendo treat all the major franchises today with DLC, but paid is the big question. I mm. lean towards no, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if yes. Hmm. Yeah, I really wonder how they could pull it off. I think, Sergio, you had a lot of great ideas last week um, <laughs> that I would have been okay with. Um, just things like, you know, uh, I guess I would base yours uh, or relate yours more closely to the Smash DLC where you pay for the season pass or whatever they're calling it. And then you get essentially five more characters in a year's time. Um, and Sergio's idea was kind of doing the same thing, but you get like a new furniture set every month. Um, so I thought that was a fun a- a way to bring it in. Um but yeah, I guess before we're done talking to you, I did want to say, um, I, I wanted to ask you about a big project that you have coming on because we've spoken a little bit previously and you said you've started, you started a podcast in the past. It didn't really meet your standards, of course, and you're planning on rebooting or making a new podcast, right? Can we get a little preview of what your show will be about? Sure. So I I started a podcast. I did some uh, trial episodes in 2017 and they're all deleted. And then I think there's nine short episodes this year where I uh, just reviewed Japanese Nintendo games. But I'm going to return at some point in 2019. I'm going to find a host uh, to kind of ask me questions and just basically talk in a more laid back style about Nintendo. And the podcast uh, is called Toad Talk, but it's not going to be just about Toad. I just <laughs> like to name so much. And I've, I've got, so, yeah, it, it, it will happen at some point this year. But I've got, I have a lot on my plate. But, yeah, it will, it will happen. So look out for it one day. I'll make an announcement whenever it does. 
<laughs> I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> yeah, well, Dan, it's not... Uh, so everything I do, I, I try and uh, have really high standards for myself. Uh, but I know I don't have the greatest voice in the world. So I'm, I know the podcast is not going to be as good as what I feel my website is. But I want it to be, you know, uh, you know, I want it to be passable. And I don't think before it was passable. So I, it will, it will return, and hopefully, it'll, well, it will improve. But hopefully, improve more than, <laughs> more than uh, it should. I, I don't know. I think you're going to do great. Um, already having you on the show, I'm pretty impressed. I'm really excited for everybody to listen to this episode, and you know, get your insight on everything. So I'm very excited. I think it's going to be a great show. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess, um, we're going to get into our last section, but before we do, I wanted you to, you know, give yourself a little shout out. Where can everybody find you throughout the internet? Right. So, uh, the only real places I post, so my Twitter handle is at Japanese 3DS and my website slash blog is Japanese But this is going to be a big year for me because I need to mi- because my blog is uh, on Tumblr, and I need to move over to WordPress, which I hope to do in early May. And I hope to relaunch the podcast this year, debut the Toad fan site, and I've got a new, a brand new Nintendo website planned, which is uh, at the planning stages now. And that will hopefully take up as much of my time as Japanese Nintendo. So. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, so that, hopefully that will work out. <laughs> those are a lot of huge projects, yeah, uh, especially a site migration. I imagine you have so many things posted on your website. <laughs> yeah, I have thousands of articles, but uh, Tumblr, obviously with the changes to Tumblr, they banned adult content in December. And my, my the amount of followers that I have that was steadily rising each and every day, you know, it steadily decreases each and every day. And I've got seven of my posts that are no longer viewable and they're just completely innocent pictures. And it's really, really frustrating. So the sooner I move, the better. But realistically, uh, it's going to be golden week in early May in Japan when there won't be much news and I anticipate there will be a lot of problems because I, I do uh, always seem to get bad luck with things like this. <laughs> I'd say that's the hardest part. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I've messed with that before, and it's not something that you want to do every day. <laughs> no, I hope this will be the 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 first and only move that I make. Yeah, and WordPress is great. It's very easy to use. It's um, I think you can rely on it to be around for a while. <laughs> and yeah, I've been I've been uh, just using it now for uh, playing around doing the Toad Fan site, and it is quite it is quite easy to use. It's fairly aesthetic. I just need to uh, improve my HTML skills a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 confident that it will be uh, it will be for the best. It's just the the moving process that I kind of fear. Yeah, I've I've sat on phones with, um, I guess, tech support for a while with all sorts of those things. Um, I'm not jealous of you. <laughs> no, I'm not. And, and I want to get my seven posts back that have been removed uh, before then. So I'm in the pro, but I'm not. I'm no longer allowed to claim uh, re- that they are 
free from adult content. So I assume they failed the process already, which is ridiculous. They're literally like, I've got the images here, there's some 3DS themes, an Attack on Titan picture, a Professor Layton picture. I'm like, how the hell is this adult content? <laughs> so, Yeah, it seems like they, they must just have some algorithm that's pretty strict mm. and not i they must not have like the right resources to do an actual human type of look through to the content to give it some approval but it's really exactly. a shame but the algorithms are super strict but the fact that i cannot appeal that these have uh mm. no longer accessible means that they actually failed the the process so which would have been through a human eye so somebody has manually said that these are not suitable as well as the algorithms picking them up which is extremely frustrating for me mm -hmm. yeah so let's get into our final segment of the show and that is haken's villager corner for everybody new to the show this is the i guess i ask a question every week to our patreon uh, supporters and they give us an answer this week's question which both of you are free to answer is do you want Pocket Camp to have some sort of connectivity with Animal Crossing Switch? Um, so, yeah, I guess, Brian, if you have an answer for this, um, you can give it to us. Well, I think it needs it. Uh, I I think I want my bells to be able to transfer <laughs> over for a start because I have 9,999,999 bells and oh, I want to I want to buy my house outright in uh, Animal Crossing Switch so that's one thing for a start um, whatever else um, it, it kind of needs it whatever it does I, I'm not sure exactly how they'll go about it and I'm sure Nintendo have been having the same problems as what I am in trying to think of how well it's Will connect but i think it's inevitable it it will in many ways yeah i i'd say I, i'd say it's a possibility with uh i imagine they've been developing this game for a while now and the thought must have crossed their mind at some point so yeah i guess we'll have to see what about you sergio how are you feeling about this it's tricky you, you know it, we have been discussing how could they do it, what could transfer over, what should transfer over, and it's so complicated, even to us, just as as fans looking from the outside. So I, I do hope there's something. I mean, we as the players, we, we always have the option of saying, I, I don't want to transfer anything. I want to start from scratch. And at the moment, I'm leaning towards that, but I want the option for the people like Brian or like anyone else that played a lot of Pocket Camp and that want as much or as many things to transfer as possible. You know, if, if Nintendo comes to an understanding that that should be possible, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'd say for me, I think... I, I want campers. Um, I kind of explained my whole camper idea before, but I just want to see the OK Motors crew in this next game in some way. Yes. Um, I love those characters. Um, they're pretty fun. But yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be against it if it were. Um, but we have a lot of mixed responses from our supporters, so let's go ahead and break those down. Um, Sergio, we can go back and forth like we usually do. Um, Sounds good. 
So Cheryl Jones, or Jeslyn, if you know her on the Discord, says, Yes, I would like a connection to Pocket Camp, whether it's being able to transfer items from mobile to Switch, or somehow earning the Switch game's currency, if they use that concept, via Pocket Camp daily tasks or walking. Remember the gold coins you can earn while walking your 3DS? <laughs> the Let's Go Pokemon games have a connection with Pokemon Go, so I would expect a similar thing here. Ah, that's a good point right there. There's history. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Nice. So the next answer is by Alex or Coconut from the Discord. And he says, if they do connect, I'd like it to be minimal. I really do enjoy Pocket Camp, but I think a simple connection to Animal Crossing Switch, as long as they don't tie leaf tickets, would be A-OK. And I think that's the biggest fear for anyone that doesn't want any connection is the microtransactions. I, I don't believe anyone has asked for that for for the Switch version yet. Yeah, that's true. I think that's a pretty contentious issue right now. I think a lot of the community is worried about microtransactions in the next game. Um, so Dragonflame323 says, For better or worse, yes. I think Nintendo stands to gain a lot by ensuring pocket camp connectivity with uh, Animal Crossing Switch. Even if it's just exclusive items you can transfer over, or maybe you can transfer your whole RV over, which, uh, like I would like, <laughs> mm. complete with any items inside of it. Something that shows that they are an experienced player of pocket camp, which they can show off. I'm pretty sure they've built a pretty decently sized new audience with this game and now more or less enjoys um, the Animal Crossing style of gameplay. And so now they should strive to finish building the gap as much as possible to ensure an incentivized ease of transitioning to the new game. So yeah, I think it, it could make it easier for, I guess, new players to the series who have never played a mainline Animal Crossing game to kind of see... Uh, I, I I guess have some sort of connection to, uh, within the next game, you know. Yeah, and I like the the idea of showing how much pocket camp you played by what you were able to transfer over. That's interesting. <laughs> so the next answer is by Sarah, and she says, "All I really want is to be able to transfer my items from pocket camp to Switch. I've always been pretty sure it will connect with Animal Crossing Switch because I thought it was more or less confirmed back before Pocket Camp came out. When it was Nintendo's fiscal year earnings announcement in April 2016, one of the highlights said Nintendo will design the game Pocket Camp so that it will be connected with the world of Animal Crossing for dedicated gaming systems. By playing both Animal Crossing games, users will find increased enjoyment. I could definitely be misunderstanding or if they have been scrapped the idea by now, but it seemed like a suggestion that there will be connectivity. Either way, the announcement gave me hope for a new mainline game, which we're we're getting, and also has kept me motivated to keep playing Pocket Camp this whole time. Yeah, I do think a lot of people are tied to that old announcement where the games were originally going to connect. Um, Brian, I'm, I'm not sure, did you have an idea on this? Yeah, I well, that was obviously the original plan. But again, as I said, I don't know how Nintendo are going to implement it. It's easy to implement with Pokemon Go because that's a game you play outside and that is a different experience and that connects with Pokemon Let's Go perfectly. True, true. But an Animal Crossing Switch game, obviously it's going to be different, but it's going to be kind of a similar style in a way that Pokemon Go and Pokemon Let's Go aren't. 
I don't know how they're going to achieve that. And I honestly have thought that's the reason why we never got any more news on an Animal Crossing uh, dedicated system game, as uh, I think it was Kimishima said back uh, a couple of years ago, or three years ago. I'm pretty sure that that's why we hadn't heard anything until uh, the the last direct or a, a couple of directs ago, rather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Brian, earlier you mentioned that when Animal Crossing Switch comes out, you're pretty much going to be done with Pocket Camp because of the amount of time it takes. And I think that's the that's one of the biggest question marks as if they're going to connect because. Either you're playing Pocket Camp or you're playing Animal Crossing Switch. Whichever you're playing, you're playing that game a lot. And, Mm. you know, why would you be playing two games so much when you can only be playing one? So I I think that's that's the struggle with deciding how they're going to connect or if they are. And if they if it connects by or you if you do your gardening event in Pocket Camp and then you can plant that flower in your animal crossing switch garden that's not an incentive to me that's not fun to do it's not so i'm i'm i really am i really i really don't know how they're going to do it but i'm excited if they can it would be it would be amazing if they can pull it off yeah i guess that's a question for the trailer maybe we'll see it then um hopefully oh true true. (laughs) um so medi says no (laughs) It's all caps, so I had to say it like that. Um, I want this to be a brand new experience. I don't want to have anything to do with that game. Uh, They said that in quotes. (laughs) I don't really play it, so even if they have any kind of connectivity, I won't be taking advantage of it. So, Mehdi, if you haven't been able to tell, it's pretty intense sometimes. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I guess... some people just don't like the idea of them connecting. And it could be like, how do you make that fun, as you were mentioning, Brian? And, you know, other there are plenty of people who are fans of Animal Crossing. And you mentioned this earlier, it wasn't as well received as you would have liked it to be. Um, no. So there are people who are fans of the franchise and feel that Pocket Camp just isn't representative of what they love about Animal Crossing. And so but, I, I imagine there's some hesitation there with them connecting. But I think that's a legitimate viewpoint that you want to be able to reward the players that have put in hundreds of hours into Pocket Camp. But equally, as Maddie says, you don't want to punish those players that dislike it altogether. And I think it's a legitimate viewpoint to dislike it. So it it's a balancing act that Nintendo also need to find yeah, definitely. Right, right. And like Mary said, you know, there's always the the choice of just not deciding not to integrate it. Even if they do connect, you can always choose not to. Just something to keep in mind. The next answer is by Grizzly Nina. And she says, I'm honestly on the fence. I wouldn't mind a little bit of crossover, but I definitely don't want my camp manager to become my Switch character. If they do integrate Pocket Camp, I'm wondering if Harvey will somehow make an appearance in Animal Crossing Switch. He could be our connection. Maybe you will download certain exclusive items by talking with him. Didn't he have a weird option like that in New Leaf that led to a dead end? Now, I haven't heard about this. Had either of you? I hadn't, no. I do remember when Harvey... Um, I guess when you'd speak to Harvey, you always have the connect to Wi-Fi option. And I think 
it was only used in Japan at one point, and it was to get、oh. a special camper to show up in your campsite. I think it might have been Feline who showed up,、um, but I, I don't remember、um, completely. But now, if you go and play, I guess, New Leaf slash Welcome Amiibo,、um, and you talk to Harvey, you'll still see that connect to Wi Fi option, and it doesn't、oh. do anything. <laughs> um, so, that could have been remnants of their ideas to connect it in some way. Oh, true.、Um, so, Tab says, I'm hoping for no connection between Animal Crossing Switch and Pocket Camp. My main reason is that I don't want to have to keep playing Pocket Camp to get special items to send over to Animal Crossing Switch. Once the Switch game is out, I just want to play that. If it does connect, I hope it's just a one time thing, like one special item you get for having played Pocket Camp, or a backpack you can pack with your favorite items to take with you to your new town. Oh, what if you could then use that backpack, available to everyone, not just Pocket Camp players, for extra pocket space? I should stop now, I'm getting off topic. <laughs> <laughs>、um, and yeah, that's an idea we bring up、uh, plenty of times where it's tough. It's going to be tough going back to Animal Crossing Switch and having a, a limited space for items that you're carrying around.、Um, mm-hmm. And I guess,、uh, Brian, I think you mentioned this a little bit. Do you think we're going to get an expanded space for inventory? Like, do you think the old ways of Animal Crossing are out at this point? I think, I think that's a, a thing of the past. I, I think, I know I, I picked up.、Uh, Wild World,、uh, I, th- I got it on the, the Wii U virtual console、mm. a couple、mm. of years ago and I replayed it. And that aspect of it was kind of,、mm, I, don't wanna, I don't want to see that aspect again. And I, I think <laughs> Nintendo see that that, that is a, a thing of the past. Yeah, because it, it has been the theme with these spin off titles where Happy Home Designer, we had no worries about the items that we had. We never had to worry. About what was in stock or anything. Like, as soon as you bought an item, you could just use it in every single home that, well, I guess you didn't even buy them. As soon as you unlocked an item, you could use it in every home and you had unlimited storage for all of them, you know?、Um, and that continues on with Pocket Camp, where they keep expanding how many things we can hold <laughs> just because they don't want you to be limited in that way ever. Right, right. Next, we have an answer by Grace or a penguin named Abraham. And the answer is a little bit, maybe, but not too much. I think Animal Crossing is a nice distraction from everyday life. And having to go onto my phone to access certain features of the game and seeing texts and emails would just take me out of that relaxed atmosphere. <laughs> That's a good point. And, and, you know, there's always the chance that they could connect that much that you have to have. Both、uh, devices sort of close to you to, to get the most out of the connection experience. So,、uh, yeah, I, I would be against that as well. Yeah.、Uh, and I, I guess that's just the way phones work, too. Like, you can't really control what alerts you get.、Um, yeah, well, you、yeah. can, but sometimes you don't want to. <laughs> right, right. Just to play a game. So, yeah, it could be something that's in the way for some people. Um, Emily with one Y says, Not really. I think the mobile game and mainline games play very differently, and I'm not sure they would work well together. I would like to see them utilize the Nintendo Switch Online app to work with it, though. 
And that that's something we don't bring up too often, the Nintendo Switch Online app. Um, I mean, I may be one of the few people who uses it regularly because I'm a huge Splatoon player. Um, but yeah, there, there hasn't been too much representation for other games on that app. Um, yeah, and if they do use it, I want it to be something unique, something they absolutely, like 100%, very obvious that they couldn't do with just the Switch. If if that's the case, then I'm all for it. <laughs> the next and last answer is by Infinite Mallet, and the answer is, even though I play a lot of Pocket Camp, I wouldn't want there to be too much connectivity between the games. If the connection gives you too many benefits, such as being able to transfer all items over, it would cause my new Switch Town to feel not really new. And I love that fresh town feeling you get at the start of a new game. I'd like there to be some little perk for connecting that isn't vital to playing the Switch game. And honestly, at, the, at this point, that's what I'm leaning towards. Like, if you played a certain amount of Pocket Cam, not, not, not just any amount, but, you know, you got to a good level, then you might unlock something on the Switch game, like a little badge or a little flag that tells people, yeah, I play this much Pocket Cam, but... You know, there's always there's also the case for people like Brian or that have played a lot of Pocket Camp, and you want more than that. And I can see that angle as well. Yeah, and looking back, it seems like um, uh, the first answer from Jeslin kind of sits on that other end of the spectrum, which is probably more Brian's, where it would be cool to transfer over all your bells, for example, right. um, your currency. And yeah, I guess I fall more on the infinite mallet side. Um, where I like that new town feeling and you're kind of just struggling to get by. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, so I, I feel like it's fun to see yourself build your town up uh, kind of slowly and gradually. But I can also see, I guess, the benefits of just getting all your bells and having a big house immediately. <laughs> um so yeah, I guess that those are all our answers. And I want to say thank you, Brian, for joining us. It's been a really great show. I th I'm pretty excited for everybody to listen to this one. Um, yeah, th thank you for having me. I've had a great time. And any time in the future, just let me know and I'll, I'll be here. Yeah, that sounds great. And we're, we're very excited to see your projects. Um, sounds like you've got a big year ahead of you. Uh, yeah, don't expect anything too soon, but uh, <laughs> the middle of the year, things will uh, start to take shape, I, I hope. Yeah. Sounds I, good, though. Good luck. Yeah, Thank it's you. good to have the those uh, realistic expectations. I think it's tough. You hear games getting announced for 2019, and people are like, oh, it must be coming out soon. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm talking about Animal Crossing, of course. Um, but yeah, soon, you know, a year can go by faster than you think. So hopefully we don't have to wait too long and we'll all be playing this game soon. <laughs> Uh, so I want to say thank you all so much for listening. If you want to be part of the conversation on all things Animal Crossing, please join our Discord. I have a link in the description of this podcast. It's totally free to join. You don't have to be a patron. And if you do join, you can get Sergio and my friend codes. If you do want to be a patron, visit patreon.com slash Nintendo. For just a dollar, you can support our show, get tons of cool things, and you can take a look at our current goals. I'm getting pretty close to reaching the first one, which is getting a, 
um, a capture card installed on my 3DS so I can give Sergio back his. Um, Sergio, I'm sure you miss it. It's a Pikachu-themed <laughs> 3DS. It's really nice. <laughs> and yeah, we try to make it worth it because we appreciate your support. If you are watching or listening on YouTube, please leave a comment about your thoughts on Pocket Camp and all things Animal Crossing Switch. Feel free to answer the Haken's Villager Corner question from this week. Um, do you want Pocket Camp to connect to Animal Crossing Switch? Let us know whether or not you do. And please leave a review of the show wherever you're listening. It helps the show gain some visibility and allows our community to grow. And once again, thank you all so much for listening, and we hope you have a great week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.